the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. Telephone number 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. Let me just make a few more comments on this whole gambling thing and the the sliding scale between legalism and license. Folks, listen. We cannot be a bunch of legalists. We cannot be known just for what we're against. And unfortunately, Many times, I mean, going back to the the fighting fundamentalists, and by the way, that's the background that I came out of, the fighting fundamentalists. And I am not making light of them, nor am I overly criticizing them. The old fighting fundamentalists served an incredibly important purpose in its plan. It was the old fighting fundamentalists that stood against the modernists, the, pardon me, the modernists, and that battle goes back to the early 1900s. This whole thing of liberal theology and leftist theology is nothing new. This began in the early 1900s. It's been called different names throughout the different decades and even the different centuries. But this leaning to the left away from the integrity of Scripture, the absolute authority of Scripture, this battle has been going on for a long, long time. And in fact, that's where the fundamentalists got their name. It was a name given to them as a name of derision. Now, they wore it as a badge of honor. But their enemies, the liberal leftists, theologically said, well, they're a bunch of fundamentalists. And why? Because they stood for the fundamentals of the faith. That's what a fundamentalist was. It was someone who said, we believe the Bible, all the, all the Bible. We believe the Bible is the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God. And yes, we believe all all of the fundamentals of Scripture. As the years passed, as the decades passed, that term fundamentalist got a really, really bad rap. And then, of course, came along the radical Muslims, and they were fundamentalist Muslims. Well, they were radicals. And so that whole term of fundamentalist took on a very, very negative connotation because it was equated to the radical Islamists. No comparison whatsoever. So we don't hear the term fundamentalist anymore, or very rarely, simply because of the new interpretation given 
by our surrounding culture. It's still an excellent term. If you promise not to tell anybody, I consider myself a fundamentalist. I don't use that term anymore because it's misunderstood. It's misinterpreted. So I don't use it anymore, but that's what I am. I am a biblicist. I am a Bible believer. Well, when the term fundamentalists fell on hard times and people began equating that term fundamentalism to radicalism, we moved away from that term, but we should not move away from the fundamental principles of Scripture. All right. What I, I chased a rabbit there, and forgive me. But the Bible-believing conservatives for centuries have stood against compromise of Scripture, but they have also stood for the morality of the age. Followers of Jesus throughout the centuries have stood against the evil of the day, the immorality of the day. And we should. We should be standing for biblical morality. Now, not in a legalistic sense, but not in a license sense either. And so here's here's my point. And again, forgive me for wandering for just a little bit. But but here's my point. We who follow a literal interpretation of the scriptures, we who are conservative Bible believers have a long history of standing against the immorality of the day and trying to establish a moral foundation. Our founding fathers were not fundamentalist Christians. I suppose some of them were. But they had a biblical moral foundation. And our country was built on that moral foundation. We had a moral compass that was grounded in biblical truth. And that's that's absolutely undeniable. Sadly, as American Christianity has leaned farther and farther and farther to the left, we have also gone farther and farther away from legalism and closer and closer to license. Now, where is the balance? Somewhere in the middle called Christian liberty. Paul said it well. He said, there is nothing illegal for me, but not everything is expedient. He says, because of the grace of God, I could basically do everything, but that doesn't mean I want to, and it doesn't mean I should. Paul was absolutely emphatic about many of the moral issues of his day that the early church had to battle, the early church had to fight. And he was constantly 
reaching that balance of godliness, holiness, a moral foundation, while not becoming legalistic. This is where we've got to return to. It is not wrong to preach, to teach about holiness and godliness. And I would ask you this question, and it's not my desire to attack your church. If you know anything about me, my heart beats for the local church. I love the local church because Jesus gave his life for the church. I love pastors. I have a heart for pastors. But I would ask you this question. Have you ever heard a sermon on holiness, godliness? Well, it's not because it's not in the Scripture, because it is. But it's not real popular anymore. And if a pastor, a preacher, a church takes a position on godliness or holiness, they're immediately called a legalistic fundamentalist. No, they just believe in the fact that God has called the followers of Jesus to be characterized by godliness and holiness. And when it comes to this thing of gambling, and that starts with what started the whole conversation today, when it comes to this thing of godliness or of, of gambling, pardon me, there is no connection between godliness, holiness, and gambling. Gambling is the antithesis to almost everything the Bible teaches us about money, the economy, family economics, the biblical Christian work ethic. It is the antithesis of what Jesus taught. It is the antithesis of the emphasis of the Old Testament. It is the antithesis of the emphasis of the New Testament on how we are to look at money and the economy. And not only is it not wrong for an evangelical church to take a strong stand against gambling, I think we have a biblical imperative to do so, especially as this sports gambling thing is taking hold here in the state of Ohio. I hope pastors and churches have the courage, the courage, the spiritual guts, if you will, to take a biblical stand on the issue and not be ashamed of standing for truth. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Oh, how I wish this was an absolutely isolated story. But sadly, it is not. Uh, Fortunately, it's not overly common yet, but we are marching in that direction. It's the story of Ted Hudako. He is a father in California. 
He has a uh, 16-year-old son, and he has lost complete custody. He is not allowed even to see his 16-year-old child again. Why? He is opposing hormone therapy and possibly sexual reassignment surgery on his 16-year-old child. Yeah, he's lost all custody. Even visiting his 16-year-old child. Here's the story. The father, Ted Hudako, has expressed unconditional love for his biological son in court proceedings before California Superior Court Judge Johnny Hiramoto, who continually asked the dad if he could affirm the child's, quote, self-identity. And this becomes the crux of the story. The father refused to accept the child's, and again, quoting, self-identity. The boy, 16-year-old, not long ago, this is kind of a new thing, he was attracted to girls not long ago, had a girlfriend, in fact, but now he's 16 years old and somebody has convinced him that he's supposed to be a girl, and so he wants hormone therapy and the possibility of sexual reassignment surgery. 16 years old. The father has said, I love you. I love you unconditionally. But no, I cannot call you she. I cannot refer to you as my daughter. I can't do that. And because of that, the judge has removed all parental rights, quote, with no ability to see his child, no right to stop any medical treatments, that could leave the child permanently infertile, according to local reports. The case began back in 2019, but became public this month. His wife has supported the child's transition and has filed for divorce. So obviously, husband and wife are split on this. Uh, The mother says, uh, hey, if our son wants to become our daughter, that's fine. Quote, the father expressed unease about hormone treatments, asking the judge, and again I'm quoting from court proceedings, to consider research that suggested puberty blockers could impair cognition and diminish bone density. Hormone treatment, the father said, would make the child permanently infertile, a major concern, if this child later decides to detransition. And, of course, many of these children do exactly that. The judge continually peppered the father with this question. Quote, Do you think that being transgender is a sin? The father replied, No, of course I don't think it's a sin, the judge said. So, you don't think it's a sin, but you probably think that Drew, the boy's name, 
If they are truly transgender, you would prefer that Drew not be transgender because in our society, transgender people are the subject of a lot of discrimination. Would you agree with that? Talk about a loaded question. Would you believe it's a sin? Uh, The father says, no, I don't believe it's a sin. Oh, well, then you don't want your son to transition because people will make fun of him and he won't be accepted in society. The father tried to make the case, no, that's not the point at all. This is dangerous medically. Look at the research. Look at the data. Look at the studies. The uh, judge refused to look at the research, refused to look at the data, and took away all parental rights of the father concerning his 16-year-old son. Oh, by the way, the father was stunned to see $209,820 charged on his insurance. Yeah, it was the cost of puberty-blocking implants and cross-sex hormone treatments. Oh, there's one other little detail about this case in California. The uh, judge in the case failed to disclose that her own child is transgender. In other words, the judge's child is transgender and on social media has been very supportive of the transgender movement. Uh, Conflict of interest? Think so. Yeah, sadly, this kind of thing is happening all across America. Parents are losing their rights because of the insane culture that we're living in. All right, we'll be back with the 5 o'clock hour. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.